rocking and a rolling, rocking and a reeling at the hop, oh baby. Get up and trucking, do what else can't be done. Welcome again to the panic attack. It's Big John holler at your boy. And we're going to talk about people's pants catching on fire. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And ahem, let me clear my throat. Find me on Getter and Twitter at The Real. Wipe my nose, underscore Big John. That's called a summer cold here in Ohio. The Real underscore Big John on Getter and Twitter. And we'll be right back and uh, as soon as I light this cigar. So let's uh, get some tidbits out the news today uh, before we get into our man topics. We got a, a fake news from Reuters. Um, it says the headline reads: "Venue cancels comedian Dave Chappelle's show following backlash." I, what does this guy got to do? I mean, this is the the me top. One of the top two comedians in America, along with uh, Kevin Hart, the short guy. Both black dudes, both fucking hilarious. Love them to death. Dave makes fun of everybody. But he and the trans community have had this uh, battle royale going on. His last special... He essentially gave a lengthy apology for said jokes. But he said that, you know, he actually said he's not going to make any jokes about trans people. I don't know if he still does or not. I hope that he does. Uh, But he said that He would back off the trans jokes until we can all laugh together. Now, every other genre, race, nationality of people, blacks, whites, police, everybody that he makes fun of, laughs along with him. But here's what's fake about this. The venue canceled Dave Chappelle's stand-up show just hours before he was due to go on stage Wednesday, after uh, critics lamented 
the scheduled gig following controversy over comedians jokes that's that's common everywhere Dave performs there's uh, controversy over his jokes you scroll down a little bit in a statement First Avenue Minneapolis Minnesota said their show would be moved they didn't cancel him there's a difference in canceling a show and moving a show so let me read this again First Avenue in Minnesota or pardon me Minneapolis Minnesota said Chappelle's show would be moved to the city's varsity theater comma where the US comedian is also due to perform Thursday and Friday so he had added uh, evidently a show at this uh, other theater probably because the Thursday and Friday shows were sold out and he had an open date on his schedule then they moved the Wednesday show to the same theater as the Thursday and Friday shows so he did not get canceled because of his jokes which is what the clickbait reutters headline led us to believe this is Hill Arius this is Ilaria Hilaria Hilaria Hillary <laughs> In case you didn't get the Ilaria joke, uh, uh, Alec Baldwin's wife's name is Hillary, but she tries to go by Ilaria because that's the Spanish pronunciation of Hillary, and the, the, the Baldwins want to be like the Trumps. So the January 6th committee has come to its final conclusion. They're on Donald Trump like a pack of dogs on a three-legged cat, babies. Uh, January, so this is the New York Times. The New York Times, oh, we got that Trump coned now. January 6th panel, to sum up its case against Trump, colon, dereliction of duty. Well, if that ain't a shit the bed and jump back in it, I don't know what is. Dereliction of duty? That's a far cry from the charges we've been told there were criminal charges coming against Donald Trump. Criminality, uh, insurrection, uh, sedition trying to overthrow the peaceful transfer of power, all these things. The Jan 6 committee promised us. And what do, what's their final conclusion? The best they can do is dereliction of duty. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Or as in this case, their plan falls apart. The committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol plans to return to prime time on Thursday, what amounts to its closing arguments in the case against former President Trump. 
accusing the former commander-in-chief of dereliction of duty and failing to call off the assault carried out in his name. Donald Trump wanted to bring in 10,000 10, National Guardsmen in uh, defense of the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi and the the Washington, D.C. police chief called it off. Now, one conspiracy is they wanted there to be problems to make Trump and his minions, myself included in the minions, look bad. Another is that they were afraid a military presence at the Capitol leading up to the inauguration and the vote count would look bad. The truth is stranger than fiction, I'm sure. But AOC in her lie, when she was lying about almost being murdered an hour before anything started to happen, when a policeman was trying to save her from a bomb threat, uh, in her lie, she said that during that week leading up to the January 6th protest, the, the, the Congress had been in D.C. for a few days, so I shouldn't say a week. It, but anyways, the Democrat caucus was exchanging text messages about rumors of... <clears throat> potential problems people rioting people trying to rush the capital things of that nature but Pelosi still decided to call off the National Guard which Trump wanted there so how could he be leading an insurrection when he wanted National Guardsmen there to hold back his people. <clears throat> Pardon me. He wanted National Guard there to control things. Of course, Trump was probably assuming Antifa and Black Lives Matter were going to show up and riot. Now, uh, in more serious news, uh, President Biden has tested positive for COVID. Uh, this is seven minutes ago from ABC News. Uh, this is Thursday morning, star date July 21st, 2022. Biden positive for COVID Thursday morning, his office said. Biden, who is fully vaccinated and received two boosters has very mild symptoms and is taking Paxlovid, uh, Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said in a statement. Jean-Pierre said an update will be provided every day as Biden continues to carry out full duties of the office in isolation at the White House. <clears throat> Well, God bless him. Um, at least it's not cancer. 
Yeah, I'm an ass. I'll tell you why in a minute. So, after this little brigady break, AOC tries to change the narrative, retract her story, change her lie about her fake handcuffing. And Joseph Repulsive Biden announces to the world he has cancer. And no one believes either one of them. Just for a record. Just for the record. Be right back. So the A to the O to the C to the lie, Joe Biden and AOC's pants are on far today. <coughs> There's another breaking news headline. Joe Biden tests positive for COVID. God damn, that Trump vaccine really, really, really works, don't it? Uh, there's another headline in New York Post. So, Alexandria, Alexandria, Ocasio-Cortez. Why are there only two words that she says with a Spanish accent? Anyway, uh, she defends the fake handcuff stunt at protest after criticism and mockery. So she tried to put on a little dog and pony show. And instead of saying, I was trying to put on a show, I was trying to get your attention, which is what she was trying to do, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're honest about it, but she walks, she strutted, really, strutted across the street with a swagger and a smirk on her face, a smirky little smile, which is kind of cute. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't want to date you. You're a bitch. Uh, I don't think she's a bitch as much as she's just misguided. But I still don't want to date her because when she opens her mouth, insane amounts of stupidity rain forth. And I like a, a woman that's got a lot, a lot of bit of intelligency. Anyhow. Far left rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez insisted Wednesday she was not pretending to be handcuffed when she put her arms behind her back after being arrested earlier at a abortion, a pro-abortion protest outside the Supreme Court. No faking here, the Democrat wrote in a tweet responding to Rep. Nancy Mace, Republican, South Carolina. She's, she's the first person in history to do this, to put her hands behind her back, crossed, uh, handcuffed style. But this is what she said. Putting your hands behind your back is a best practice while being detained. Handcuffed or not, 
to avoid escalating charges like resisting arrest. Now she's a certified, qualified attorney at law, legal exploit, and possibly, who knows, Biden might make her one of the four new nominees to the Supreme Court. What the fuck? You know, why not? He just nominated some other unqualified person. But, here we go. uh, Let's rewind one split second because it just struck me. Uh, Whether AOC was an attorney or not, which is one of the requirements to be on the Supreme Court, uh, she would not be the first Latina uh, appointed to the Supreme Court. So therefore, she's disqualified because someone else has already ticked that box. Democrats are all about box ticking. They're not about ability, skill, or qualification to hold an office. But anyways, that's a side point. So she's the first person in history to discover putting your hands behind your back and prancing across the street is the best way to avoid escalating charges. Now, hey, if that's the case, that's fine. You still look fucking stupid. You're still being an asshole, and you're still putting on a show. The best one of them all, however, I didn't catch until later... Ilhan Omar also pretended to be arrested or handcuffed. They were technically arrested. Although it was like the most sissy, mild arrest in history. Anyhow, Ilhan Omar is strutting her way across the street. Hands behind her back as if she's handcuffed. And there's nobody within 50 feet of her. There's no cop next to her. There is no, no... Nobody. Nobody around her. Nothing. And she's strutting her stuff across the street with AOC and the rest of them. Yeah, no, clearly, you can see the photograph. There's no one around Ilhan Omar. But she's smirk walking across with her big, arrogant, Muslim smirk, smile... Remember, the Quran says, smile to your enemy's face while you stab them in the back. That's why I mock and make fun of her smile. She's walking down the street, hands behind her back, handcuff style, and there's nobody around her. So she actually arrested herself. And I it, later on I see a police officer in a different video hustling to catch up to her to put his hand on her elbow to guide her to wherever the the detaining area is for the elite special congressional people. The uh, woman right next to AOC who was being arrested as well had her arms at her sides and was waving her hands in the air and the cops just didn't care 
So this is this is another fake, another lie by AOC. She tr look, look, just say I was trying to put on a show. I was trying to get attention to make a point. If I acted a fool, but not like a asshole, or if I, I acted a fool, that would grab your headlines and grab your attention, and then I could make my point. That's what she should have said. Instead, now it's, uh, oh, I faked being handcuffed. Oh, but I wasn't really faking. Uh, no, I, no, I was doing this uh, for a reason. Because I didn't want to get charged with resisting arrest. Come on. You're a congresswoman. Tim Ryan, congressman, just got arrested for public intoxication at 2 a.m., in a D.C. suburb. And his excuse was, well, I was just out for my evening walk. Conveniently after a wedding reception in the same neighborhood. So, <laughs> the point is, congressional people always get a diplomatic pass, a free pass. It's bullshit, but they get it. Uh, the other 17 Democrats that were protesting, uh, they all got arrested. They're going to get a, a, a teensy little fine of 50 bucks and on with their lives. So... This is how it goes down in Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, every time, every single by God time, they come up with their bullshit. They put on their, their show. And they get away with it. That's just how life is for politicians, okay? So let's listen to this. I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. The window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why I can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. The window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. That asshole better hope that aviator sunglasses cure cancer. Um, I thought that when he said that initial statement on his campaign, I saw bullshit. And I despised him then for saying it. Um, I just, I recently, uh, my stepdad passed away. Uh, technically, the the uh, the report was uh, cardiac arrest. Truthfully, it was piss poor treatment by 
a new a, a number of hospitals and doctors and insurance companies. I'm just gonna be fucking frank with you. Um, they told him because you're 85 years old, you may not be able to handle these treatments. Then he came back to their office stronger and stronger without any treatments. They said, okay, we'll give you 12 radiation treatments, which is nothing. Most cancer victims get at least triple that many radiation treatments. But <clears throat> the tumor shrank a little and then they went back to their, well, you're 85 years old. How much longer do you think you have to live anyway? That aside, Joe Biden slapped every cancer victim in the face, promising to cure cancer. Cancer runs in his family. I'm sorry for the Bidens that that is uh, a, a problem in their family. Uh, his son, Bo Biden, died of cancer. I'm very sorry about that as well. But when cancer has touched nearly every person in America, for a presidential candidate to make that kind of statement, when years upon years of research have already gone into uh, solving cancer, curing cancer, if you will, somehow magically you becoming the president will cure cancer is a slap in the face. Okay? Now, he has to be a melodrama queen. And he's talking about the pollution. Way back in the day, before they started making power plants uh, and factories, put what are known as scrubbers on their smokestacks, cars would you would come out of work to your car and the windshield will the windshield pardon me would be covered in dust and you'd have to turn the windshield wipers on to clear the windshield up from the pollution that's legitimate uh, in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania at the peak of the steel mills you would have to drive with your headlights on at noon because there was so much dirt in the air at, in certain parts of the city, okay? And meanwhile, people are breathing this in. So these areas with a lot of factories uh, and coal power plants and whatnot had a high cancer rate. That is true. Then he insults people by saying, that's why I had cancer. He had non-melanoma skin cancer before the presidential campaign. He had a, a cancer spot and God bless him it was you know not life-threatening. It wasn't you know something uh, uh, terrible but he had that cancer but it was skin cancer.
you do not get skin cancer from factory smoke as he is claiming. So again, in their attempt to get attention for themselves and be drama kings and queens, the Democrats insult a, uh, a protected class. Is, is that the new word? Protected group or protected class. Shouldn't cancer victims be in the protected class along with you know the LGBTQAI plus community? Shouldn't they be in the protected class along with women that want to murder their unborn babies? Shouldn't cancer victims be in the protected class along with whoever the protected class or group of the day is? But here, dickhead Biden. Hey, everybody, look at me. I, I beat Corn Pop with a six-foot chain and... And, and and all while having cancer. Man, the bullshit these people lay down is among the most arrogant, ignoramus horse shit I've ever seen in American politics. And I'm man, I, I love this country. I study the history of it. I study, you know, politics. I've been a political nerd my whole life. My other, you know, I I knew a lot about sports in high school too, but I also my friends would be saying, "Oh, this is something the nerd you buy the president," and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, it was da 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 da," and then they'd make fun of me for. Then they would try to get me riled up about what an asshole Bill Clinton was uh, after high school. When I turned Republican. But this Democrat party from Pelosi's Gestapo at the the uh, House of Representatives to Biden's lies to AOC's smirky pompance across the street. It, it, it just sickens me. Uh, and by the way, any GOP candidate candidate out there running in 2016, you need to do a quick read of Newt Gingrich's new book, uh, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America. Uh, I'm three chapters in, and this is the best blueprint I have to, I've seen to save the United States of America. All right, I'm getting indigestion from my Chinese spaghetti I just ate. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Pray God has mercy on us all and the United States of America. This is still God's country along with Israel. See you next time on Panic Attack. Do the like, share, subscribe shit too.
office where I author the lie. Take a look at the nation, and I say there's nothing wrong. Cause I've been blundering and gapping so long. Even my son Hunter thinks my mind is gone. But I never sniffed a child who didn't deserve it. You be passing up these cents, that's what's really perverted. If you ever cross my path, you ain't got a prayer. Cause me and my homies gonna be smelling your hair. Printing lots of money, killing pipelines. Making sure the nation's locked down till the end of time. Gonna give the country over to Xi Jinping. I guess that's what I meant when I said no malarkey. Spend too much of our lives living in violence and paradise. Everything's twice the price living in violence. <laughs> There's a little snippet. A little snippy snippet. Stippet. <laughs> Oh, man, what in the, the world is going on? This is Panic Attack. This is Big John. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. We shed a little light on myself, maybe? Or it's a little better. So, <laughs> hope everyone's having a good day. I had a good day. Um, this is intriguing. Very, very interesting. Uh, I just saw this. Uh, oh, it was uh, on the sidebar there on Getter. And when Dr. Fauci does retire, uh, by the end of Joe Biden's term, he says, Dr. Fauci's pension will be $416,000 or $400,016,667. So let's round that off. $416,000. Not to mention, he has uh, many patents in his name from drug companies for drugs he did not develop at all. But... The point of their story was he will actually make more than the president while he is retired. Can you believe that? He is the highest paid government employee that, w that we know of. Just on salary, okay? Makes more than the president. Now, I don't know what would lure someone to be president other than love of country and or love of power. Uh, and you can argue, I'm not, I'm not taking a side there, okay? There, there's only two reasons you would want to be president of these United States. It is the hardest job in the world. Uh, you can say what you want to say. Uh, and other countries are catching up with us in terms of power. The, uh, what is, the, is he the president? The, the leader, we'll just say, of China is very powerful on the world stage. Uh, at this point in history, Vladimir Putin is uh, powerful on the world stage. Uh, of course, the Prime Minister of Great Britain 
yields a lot of power, but nobody yields the power that the President of the United States does. Uh, and let, let me, because you know, it sounds like oh, ugly American. The, when there's a problem in the world, as in, I don't know, Russia invading Ukraine, and I have differing opinions on that, but who did the world run to first? Who did Ukraine cry to first? United States. United States, what are you going to do, said the world? How are you going to lead us through this difficulty as Russia amasses troops on the Ukrainian border? And we're not going to go into all that, but the world looked to the United States. And of course, the head honcho, the figurehead, is the president. And here you have Dr. Fauci, 50 years in government service, or not service, in a government job as a glorified bureaucrat, making more than the president, and even in his retirement will make more money than the president. Um, now, there are people saying, well, you know, if we raise the president's salary, I've, I've heard one or two people say this, if you raise the president's salary to a million dollars, maybe you would get some better people to run for president. Would you? Because even someone like myself who, you know, dreams big dreams and, you know, I wouldn't do that job for a million bucks. I, I would do it for love of country. I would do it for my love of the United States of America. But the stress of that job alone, the things you know and the things that you don't know, and the decisions you have to make at times are enormous. Literally life and death decisions on a daily basis. And we're going to have a retired head of the NIH or NAIAD, Dr. Anthony Fauci, making more than the president in retirement. That's just some food for thought. I don't know. Film at 11. All right. So... One of the big stories of today, aside from the fraudulent January 6th thing, which I'm going to watch the entire hearing and give a, a breakdown uh, of it. I'm going to do some highlights here uh, from an AP article. But the other big thing was uh, this New York gubernatorial candidate, Lee Zeldin, was attacked on stage today. Uh, at first, they said uh, the, some of the articles I said or read said a knife-wielding maniac, uh, a knife-wielding attacker. Uh, it was actually uh, <laughs> a little not funny, but uh, it was actually a, a, whim, a woman's kind of self-defense weapon 
that she would carry on her keychain, or I guess anybody could carry it on their keychain. But it was a keychain. It was like a, a two-pronged, uh, hard plastic weapon that if you're being attacked, I think you're supposed to like try to hit somebody in the eyes with this thing. And this is what the attacker was wielding. I have a picture of it that I, uh, snap, I snipped from a video uh, and I circled it. I'll try to remember to post that on my Twitter and Getter um, at the real underscore Big John, in case you haven't heard that enough. But this is what the New York Post had to say about it. Uh, was attacked during a campaign stop near Rochester in Monroe County on Thursday night, but escaped injury and managed to finish his speech. That's pretty badass. Finished his speech. Uh, the Republican candidate for New... Uh, oh, hold on. That's the same thing I just read. I scrolled down. I thought it disappeared. Uh, Zeldin, also a sitting U.S. congressman for Long Island was campaigning for at a Veterans of Foreign Wars post in Parenton when a man jumped on stage and lunged towards the lawmaker with an unknown weapon. I just described the weapon to you. It, it's a it's a self-defense I would call it a tool. A self-defense weapon that you carry on your keychain. According to witnesses and video of the incident, quote, I saw that he was approaching the congressman, so I jumped on stage, witness Joe Chenley told the Post. The congressman turned and faced him. I thought he might be there to hug the congressman or to, you know, maybe heckle him or something along those lines. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. After the suspect flashed the weapon and appeared to be wrestling with Zeldin, Chenley tackled the man to the ground. This is just a, a regular, uh, should say regular, this is an American hero, a veteran. Thank God he was at a, a VFW post where there were a lot of brave men and women, uh, you know, veterans of foreign wars. Uh, <laughs> hanging out there. One of them saved him. Uh, the congressman was kind of wrestling with this guy, and I don't know how sharp this weapon was, but uh, it did appear that somebody lost some blood because uh, in one of the pictures I can see uh, some redness on somebody's arm. So somebody got scratched up or cut up uh, during this. Uh, so... Chenley goes on to say he reached into his pocket and pulled out what appeared to be a knife or a razor blade, maybe a box cutter, and lunged at the congressman. Zeldin attempted to block the suspect, who witnesses said was disheveled and possibly intoxicated. Oh, you think? <laughs> VFWs, by the way, have bars inside them, so maybe he was inside having a few rounds and didn't like what the congressman had to say. I don't know. 
But again, this was a campaign stop for his gov this New York governor's race. Uh, and the man lunged at Zeldin once more. Uh, back to Chainley, quote, I tackled him from behind and wrapped him up and dropped him on the right side of the stage. This dude's badass. This, I want to meet this Chenley guy. He seems like a cool-ass old veteran. Probably has some great war stories. The, spus, the suspect was then detained by a number of witnesses, including the GOP candidate for lieutenant governor, Allison Esposito. This is nuts. Uh, the man jumped on the stage during Zeldin's speech near... Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the caption of one of the photos. There are a lot of blurry photos. Come on. New York Post. Step your game up. So let's see here. Doesn't really show uh, a motive. It's probably unknown at this time. Uh, Chenley uh, credited Esposito, a 20-year member of the NYPD, for grabbing the weapon out of the suspect's hand. So the female candidate for... Lieutenant Governor is a 20-year New York City policewoman, and she snatched the weapon out of the dude's hand. Cool. Uh, soon after the incident, Zeldin went back on stage and finished his speech. Zeldin addressed the attack in a separate tweet. Someone tried to stab me on stage during this evening's rally, but fortunately I was able to grab his wrist and stop him for a few moments until others tackled him. Uh, Zeldin, who beat three other Republicans to grab the GOP nomination for the governor's race. Uh, so, I, I don't know. What what was this guy's M.O.? Why would you do this? Um, it also shows us a couple other things. Uh, that, you know, guns are not the only weapon someone can use uh, in an attempted assassination or attempt of uh, violence. Uh, now, you can look at this another way. If the gubernatorial candidate had been armed, this would have ended differently. Uh, armed with a gun, I mean. Uh, now, I got it. Well, it's New York, so there probably weren't many people, if any, uh, with guns at this event. Uh, it does look like there were a few police officers there. There's one uh, heavy set fella, <laughs> we'll just say that, uh, with a badge around his neck. And then uh, there's, I wonder if this girl, girl holding on to him. No, she's a on-duty police officer. There's a pretty cute lady cop there. Uh, but uh, and then there's another male cop. I wonder where they were. Definitely not on stage with the candidate. Um, but yeah, these, you know, a campaign for governor, you really don't expect this. And a lot of times they are low security, you know. Maybe if the local sheriff is the same party affiliation with the candidate, they will be there. Uh, there tends to be a few police officers there at the least uh, but yeah this this guy could have done some real damage had this Zelda not been uh, 
middle age and in, in fairly good shape. And had this veteran not tackled him, uh, this Chenley guy is a real hero. Uh, he served his country. Now he's saving lives from uh, from self-defense wielding maniacs. So this guy probably, I'm going to guess that this attacker did not plan this out because this is something that you would, somebody might carry on a daily basis for self-defense. Why he did this, if he was just triggered by something the candidate was saying or something the candidate stood for, I don't know. Uh, hopefully we get some more details. Obviously this guy's going to jail for a while and probably a psychiatric evaluation and a, a uh, what do you call it, psychiatric and maybe some alcohol rehab because, uh, I mean, you shouldn't judge on appearance, but he does look a little intoxicated from the photos. Definitely looks disheveled. Of course, the picture I'm looking at is post-tackle, so I just found that interesting and you know, scary because I have friends that are candidates. You know, I'm I'm heavily involved, and I wouldn't want to see this happen to a Democrat or a Republican. This is you know terrible. You know, you should not attack people. Attack them at the ballot box by voting. I when I say attack them at the ballot box, I don't mean go to the ballot box with a a self-defense tool. No, I mean go fill in your circle next to your, your your candidate's name you know write in Bugs Bunny I don't give a shit but don't act like a fool and attack people at a campaign rally don't riot and burn down cities you know that's just terrible so uh, yeah I I don't I just I I would I mean hell I could have been there if this was Ohio you know what would I have done Probably, if I was close enough to the stage, probably beat the guy's ass, you know. Um, but th this is what goes on, people. You don't know how many times I've been sitting at a county fair tent, and some derelict walks up and starts, you know, yelling and trying to pick a fight. And I've had to, you know, tell people, "Hey, knock it off." It, the, and, you know, the people on my side of the table at the county fair tent were almost just as bad as the jackass that was um, attacking, uh, quote-unquote, verbally attacking us. And, you know, people had to say, all right, everybody, just lower your voices, you know, calm down. You know, uh, one year, there was this elderly couple uh, on my side of things. And they were like the de facto king and queen of the Republican tent. And they were getting into it with a guy over uh, some cuts uh, and changes that um, the governor of Ohio, I think it was Kasich, and the Republican legislature uh, made to the teacher's, uh, teacher's retirement fund, the, the teacher's pension. They basically changed the pe uh, pension compensation mid-game for a lot of teachers. 
uh, and eventually they took away their uh, state-funded uh, health insurance after they retired, and that came a lot later. But the debate got so heated, people from other tents at the fair were like walking over to see what the hell's going on. And then finally, a voice of reason in our tent was like, okay, okay, guys, don't yell, don't yell, and told our side to back off, and they did. And the man walked away, but he was angry because his uh, daughter was a teacher, and her pension uh, that she would receive changed midway through her career. And... A lot of teachers, you know, they used to retire at 30 years. Now they're hanging in till 40 years to get more pension, you know. Um, and that, that's still a pretty young retirement. If you start teaching at 25 and hang in for 40 years, but 40 years at one in one career, in a day and age when people change careers like five times, or every five years, something like that. I can't remember now. No, I think someone my age, 45, they say would have like five, seven or more careers in their lifetime or jobs. That's crazy that you expect these teachers to hang in for 40 years to get you know more of their salary. And teachers are are hard workers. I respect the heck out of them. But anyways, that was like a fight we saw at the GOP tent. And, and I'm kind of glad now Ohio has constitutional carry uh, because, man, this world's just gone fucking mad, people. This world has gone mad. And by mad, I mean crazy. In the olden days, crazy was called going mad. Now, I guess they call it going insane, or I don't know what the new word is, but you get my drift. The world has gone insane. For those of you who don't know what mad meant. All right. God bless you all. Pray for one another. And let's hope uh, nobody gets hurt on the campaign trail. Republicans, Democrats, everybody. We need to chill. We need to get back to basics. Our fight is at the ballot box. Not in the streets. Not jumping onto stages at rallies. At the ballot box. On election day. Unless you're sick, handicapped, shut in. Then you get an absentee ballot. Dress to the polls on election day. This is America. Enjoy, love, your freedom. Enjoy and love your freedom. Let me say that again clearly. Enjoy and love your freedom. Okay, I said it once. I'm going to say it again. God bless you. Pray for each other. Until next time. Check out the situation. Hyperinflation print another couple trillion and destroy the whole nation. And I'm not going down to the border, fool. Unless those migrant kids are using their shampoo. 